The Bible says to encourage one another and build one another up. That is why this podcast exists. Welcome to Real Life with Lynn, where you will find stories about applying scripture to life, whether it's over something big, small, or something in the gray area. I hope you will join me on the journey, find some encouragement in Jesus, and share it with someone you know. Hello, and welcome to Real Life with Lynn. You're listening to episode six, and as always, I am your host, Lynn. I hope you're having a great day so far, and we have begun 2022. (laughs) It's kind of crazy to think we're already nearly two weeks in to the new year. 2020 was a little bit of a blur. 21 had its roller coaster moments. I'm truly hoping that this year, There is new life breathed into all of us, into everything around us. Um, I pray and I hope that you are well. I know I am. I have definitely been fighting the flu the last two weeks, and today is probably the first day my voice feels close to normal. (laughs) I know it may sound a little raspy or nasally at points, but that is just the tail end of the flu, which is now downgraded to a slight cold. Thankfully, God is helping my body to heal itself rather well. So I am grateful to be here and I'm so glad you're here listening to whatever God has put on my heart. Today, God put two words on my heart, two words, and they are the uh, the title of this episode, but God. I know it probably sounds weird to think God just put two words on my heart and we're going to spend between 10 and 15 minutes talking about two words, but these two words in scripture are powerful. Usually after these words, there is some sort of great, awesome, beautiful intervention on the part of God for his people being done when these words are in scripture and even variations of of the word, but, B-U-T, there are variations of it, uh, yet, or when, uh, different ways in which people phrase it and different versions phrase it, but there are many but God moments and seasons and interventions that we can point to in scripture that God has done for his people. I wouldn't want to take up too much of your time going through all of these moments where God has intervened greatly on my behalf, but I will share one with you just to give you some reference as to why these two words mean so much to me. And um, it started in college. <laughs> a lot of things in my spiritual walk, my maturity and faith started in college. And while I was in college, I was involved with an international student ministry, which basically meant I got to befriend people from all parts of the world and talk to them and be friends with them. And I loved it. I still do to this very day. I love it. And at one point, I was thinking about a scripture and reading it and just talking about it with a friend. And when I was reading it, I put a lot of emphasis on the words, but God. And in that moment, the person I was sitting with, she asked me, why are you putting so much emphasis on those two words, but God? When you read it, you read it as if those words, something good's about to happen, or you're anticipating something happening when you read those words. And I shared with her, as a matter of fact, I am. (laughs) As a matter of fact, every time I read those words, 
And I don't know when it exactly started, but at some point in my walk with the Lord early on, those two words began to mean a lot to me. I know sometimes I have a hard time memorizing verses and having them at the ready exactly in the moment that I need them. But if I can have two words, two words that point me to to God and to scripture when I need them most, when I may not have a Bible handy, or when I wake up in the middle of the night from a nightmare, when I need those two words available, those two words remind me that God is good, God sees me, and God will intervene. It may not be in that moment, it may not be tomorrow, it may not be over the next year, but God will intervene because God sees that. God gets it. And so I want to share with you a few examples from scripture of moments when God intervened on behalf of people. Most of them actually have the words, but God in the verses. One or two of them don't, but these are what I would classify as but God moments. Now, before we dive deep into all these stories, I want you to think for just a moment about your life. What points in your life can you either look back or look at right now where you have noticed that God intervened on your behalf in some way. I know for me, there are two or three distinct moments that come to mind, and I imagine for you there may be one or two. I encourage you that as we walk through some of these stories and as we consider but God moments of Scripture, that we also recall to mind those moments in our lives. And as is demonstrated in Scripture, all Christians... All those who believe in Jesus, all those who call out to him, have experienced at least one but God moment, at least one moment in time where God greatly intervened and God opened eyes and God came to you. (laughs) We've all experienced at least one as believers, as scripture reveals to us. So just keep in mind, in the back of your mind, any of those moments that God has done that for you, because Recalling those moments can be encouraging to you, especially in the days that we're in. Because over the last two years, some of us may not have seen many of those moments, but maybe, maybe five years ago, we saw those moments and we need to recall them now in the midst of a pandemic or in the midst of a job loss or in the midst of a rocky relationship or just in the midst of being depressed and saddened and struggling with the temperatures going up and down or struggling with any kind of sickness. So, I encourage you today to recall those moments as we walk through some of these stories and as we consider God's intervention for his people. Let's dive into some scripture. One example I thought of almost immediately is in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 7, verse starting in verse 17 and going all the way through the first verse of chapter 8 is the recounting of God letting all of the animals and Noah's family into the ark. But what I find interesting is this particular moment that happens at the end of chapter 7 and the first verse of chapter 8. Let me read it real quick. Verse 24 says, The water prevailed upon the earth for 150 days. Then chapter 8 verse 1 comes around. But God remembered Noah and all the animals and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God caused a wind to pass over the earth and the water subsided. 
I don't know about you, but that is pretty cool. (laughs) The water and the flood prevailed for 150 days. But God remembered Noah and all the animals and the livestock on the ark. And it says that when he remembered them, he intervened and the water began to subside. See how cool is that? Those words, but God, followed by something pretty remarkable. The flood waters went away. The flood waters started to go away. There's another one. I actually ended up going into Google and just typing in but God moments in scripture. And I found a couple of neat articles that pointed me to some stories. So I kind of compiled some of that. I'm just going to kind of share these and then we're going to wrap up toward the end. I know my voice is starting to get on a different, deeper octave here. So I'm going to try to get through this as best as I can. So another particular scripture, let me get to it real quick, is in Genesis chapter 20. And this is a very short instance, one that's not talked about very often. So at the beginning of Genesis chapter 20, Abraham and Sarah, they are traveling. Basically, they're on a road trip. And Abraham decides that it would be a good idea to lie to the king as he's coming through his town and tell the king that his wife was actually his sister. One reason for Abraham doing that would simply be that he think in his mind, he thinks If this king thinks that this beautiful woman is my wife, he may try to take her. But if he thinks that she is my sister, maybe he'll leave her alone. That's Abraham's logic, a very human logic, but his logic nonetheless. And so he decides to lie. And the king actually does try to have his way with her and God intervenes. In Genesis chapter 20, verse 3, it says, But God came to Abimelech, the king of that land, In a dream of the night and said to him, behold, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken for she is married. God came to him to intervene on behalf of Abraham and Sarah so that they could get out. Let me, let me go through another one. So another one, we have David. First Samuel chapter 23 verse 14. This is in, in the midst of David running from Saul, the current king at the time, because Saul wants to kill David. Saul realizes, dude, that scrawny little shepherd is about to be king over me. No way, Jose. And Saul decides to try to kill him. David stayed in the wilderness, in the stronghold, and remained in the hill country in the wilderness. And Saul searched for him every day. But God did not hand him over to him. Think about that for a minute. A king on a killing spree a king wanting David dead and looking for him every single day. But God did not hand David to Saul. God intervened on behalf of David to keep him alive so he could become king. How cool is that? Let's move over to the New Testament. Now, this first one in the New Testament is recalling an Old Testament example, but I still think it's well worth mentioning. I don't know if any of you know who Joseph was. (laughs) Joseph was kind of in the latter part of Genesis. And Joseph was sold into slavery by his older brothers. All of them. They all agreed to sell him into slavery. The the part of scripture I'm actually referencing is in Acts chapter 7. Joseph's brothers became jealous of him and sold him into Egypt, meaning into slavery. Yet God was with him and rescued him from all his afflictions, and granted him favor and wisdom in the sight of the king of Egypt. 
and he made him governor over Egypt and his entire household. Think about that for a minute. Joseph was sold into slavery, thrown into a pit, and God was with him. God intervened in Joseph's life to the point that he went from being in a pit and sold in slavery to being the governor, the second most powerful position in the same country that bought him as a slave. Now, if after meditating on that for a minute, you don't believe that that's the intervention of God, then I challenge you in that because that is an intervention truly only able to be done by God to go from being a slave in a country to in that same country being the second most powerful man. God was with him every step of the way. Now, let's go back a few chapters in Acts, Acts chapter 3. And Peter talks about how you, the people, people of Israel, he tells them that they disowned the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be set free and for Jesus to be crucified. But God raised him from the dead. One of the most miraculous but God moments is in the moment that God raised Jesus from the dead. Now, the final verse that I'm going to reference goes to what I mentioned briefly in the beginning, where I talked about how all Christians and believers have, a, have at least one but God moment. If you haven't seen the others, I ask that God open your eyes to see those. But in Romans chapter 5, in a few verses that are a little famous, the Apostle Paul talks about the ultimate, one of the ultimate but God moments. Granted, God raising Jesus from the dead. This moment that we're about to talk about wouldn't be possible without the resurrection of Jesus, correct? But here we are in Romans chapter 5. For while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, I know my voice is squeaky, so I'm going to read verse 8 one more time. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. All of us that are professing Christians, all of us that believe in Jesus Christ, all of us who claim to be saved and walk in the light have experienced this but God moment. We are merely the recipients of these moments, aren't we? God is the one doing the heavy lifting and the intervention. We are the ones who were still messing up. But even while we were walking away from him, rejecting him, denying him, he still demonstrated his love to us. That's powerful. Now we've walked through all these examples of different God moments, and they're wonderful and beautiful Let's think about our own lives for a moment. Before I wrap up this podcast episode, I would love to ponder our life, (laughs) your life, my life. I can only speak for myself, so I'm pondering my own life right now. And I just want to ask you one question. Have you thought about any of those but God moments in your life yet? I hope and I pray that you walk away from this episode and you recall those moments in your life. Today, I just... As I'm sitting here, I just feel led to pray for you and even myself that as we enter into this new year, 2022, whatever it holds, that we remember God walks with us, 
that God's there. <laughs> God's there for you. God's there for me. God, thank you for helping us see another year. Thank you for how you intervene, for how you help us, for how you see us and understand and you know us. And God, right now in this moment, I just pray for whoever's listening to this episode right now. I ask that you remind them of your presence in their life. I ask that you encourage their heart today in this moment, even as I'm praying right now, that you encourage their heart and that you recall, you bring to mind those moments in their life when you intervened. God, I pray that we would be thankful for all you've done for us, that we would turn to you and that we would learn to trust you even more. I know, God, I know I can only speak for myself in this, but I know I fail to trust you as much as I should. And even now, as I'm sitting here recording this episode and all of these moments have been brought to the forefront of my mind, I can't help but be in awe and be amazed at you. So God, right now, for whoever's listening to this episode, I just pray for blessing upon blessing and mercy for them, that they would be reminded of your mercy and that you would show them mercy in the areas of their life where maybe they're asking questions where maybe they're struggling, where maybe they feel immense joy, wherever they are, that you would be right there and you would remind them that you are there. Amen. Thank you for listening. I truly hope you were able to find a nugget of encouragement or wisdom for your life today. I would love to hear what God is teaching you. You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or the website. Don't forget, share what you learned today with someone you know. And also be encouraged. You're not alone on this crazy, curvy, and sometimes bumpy road I like to call real life.